It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, Punk Rock Reflection. I'm going for a walk. Yo, what's up, Punk Rocks Classrooms? It is Mike here, principal extraordinaire out of Lansing, Illinois, and I am super excited to drop my Punk Rock Reflection for this week. You know, originally, I was going to kind of expand on the last episode we did where Josh and I talked about how in, in education, and especially this year... You know, you can't be a solo act. Like, you got to have your band. You got to rely on your crew. Like, it's this year is especially difficult. And too many times, I think people, you know, we try to go it alone. We try to just solve things, especially my position as a building leader. I think, you know, I, I was trying to do so much to take up the weight off of my staff with everything they're dealing with this year and trying to solve it. And it was burning me out. I mean, already we're like only 18 days in school and it was burning me out. And so I had this whole reflection planned of how, you know, certain things I've done this year and certain things we've done as a staff already to kind of come together as a band. And it was going to be like an extension of, you know, like I said, the last episode, but then these last couple of days, it's not what I want to, want to talk about. Um, I actually wrote a blog about some of these things I've done with our staff to, to not be solo acts. So I figure that will serve its purpose once, we, once I kind of fine-tune it and put it out. Um, that'll kind of be the follow-up I wanted this to be. But what I want to talk today is about knowing when to pivot. And I feel like, and I'd have to go back through our uh, PRC library, I feel I've discussed this before, um, or maybe I've more talked about making sacrifices and changes, but, you know, if you follow me on social media, you know I'm training for my sixth Chicago Marathon. Um, training's been rough this year. Uh, we've had extremely hot, humid days here in Chicagoland, even at 5, 6 in the morning throughout the summer. When you used to be able to get out and run before it got really gross out, it's already gross at that time. It feels like you're running with a wet blanket on you. And um, so the training's been rough. But lately we've had some cooler weather. And, you know, my runs have gotten to where I thought they should be. So obviously the weather was playing a factor before. Well, if you follow me, you noticed last week on Labor Day, um, I chose to do my long run for the week. You know, I wanted to enjoy my Friday night, Saturday night. Um, and I was like, well, I'll just, you know... I'll be nice and responsible Sunday, and I'll get up on Labor Day and run early. And that's what I did. So the run started off, um, it was about 6 in the morning, and I was about a mile and a quarter in. And first, you know, I'm running, and, you know, if you if you ever, you know, even if you don't run, you know, you can just sense if there's something by you, something near you. And I look down, and there is this huge... 90 pound had to be 90 pounds rottweiler literally running next to me like you would have thought it was my dog if you saw me if you're driving by 
I freeze, right? I don't have mace with me. I don't have a whistle. Um, it's, it's ironic because earlier in the week, my wife was like, I almost bought you some mace at Dick's Sporting Goods, but I didn't. So I stop. This dog keeps running a few feet. Then he stops and looks at me and he gives me this look with, you know, you know how dogs will kind of cock their heads. He kind of looks at me like, hey, come on, why aren't we running anymore? And then he turns and he kind of goes around the fence by this school. And I kind of move to the other side of the street. I'm kind of looking around because I'm thinking if I run again, this dog's going to follow me. And this um, older woman drives by and she's like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm fine. I'm like, there's just this huge dog that's running with me and he keeps looking at me. And, you know, just I don't want him to, to run after me. And then he peeks his head around this fence again. And she goes, oh, I don't know whose dog that is. She goes, why don't you get in? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive you somewhere safe. I'm like, are you sure? You know, because one... It's just kind of weird getting a stranger's car at six in the morning Two, with COVID. Like, you know, I, I don't know how comfortable some people are. So I go, are you sure? She goes, yeah, get in. So I get in and she drops me off at the corner, like another quarter mile down the road. So I complete my, you know, I, I start running again and I'm doing great. My pace is, you know, where I would want it to be. And it was actually a little faster than I would have wanted on an 18 mile training run. Um, but I felt great. I was like, well, I'll, I'll slow down if I need to, but I feel good right now. So my goal was, I was going to run 10 miles by myself, stop home. My neighbor across the street was going to run four with me. And my wife was going to do the final four with me. So I get to the five mile mark. I stop, I take a goo, a, a goo energy packet um, drink some water, walk for about, you know, 0.10 mile of a mile, start running again. I'm feeling great. Hit mile six. And all of a sudden, I, I start to feel like this pain kind of like in my right hip, like groin area, like quad, hamstring, kind of like everything was just kind of sore. I'm like, huh, well, that's kind of weird. Like this came out out of nowhere, but it wasn't sore enough to, you know, stop me. Now, I did think to myself, hey, maybe I should stop. Maybe I should kind of walk, stretch, and see. But me being stubborn, I'm like, ah, you know, it's fine. And all of a sudden, about six and a half miles I've run at this point, my right foot goes down, and I feel like it wasn't like a tear, like just this pain hit me in that area. And I kind of crumble forward. I didn't fall, you know, but I start to, you know, kind of limp and walk. Like, obviously, I couldn't run. And... I never felt like this before. Like I never felt like a running injury like this before. I've never been able to not finish a run um, in, in all the years I've been running since you know middle school. So I kind of walk, I stop, I stretch, and I try to run again, and I can't. Every time my right foot hits the pavement, it's just this shooting pain that's now going from my hip area all the way down to like my calf. So I text my wife because it's still pretty early. You know, I'm assuming she's sleeping. It's like maybe eight o'clock and uh, say, hey, when you wake up, give me a call. I think I pulled something. I can't run. Um, of course, she calls me immediately. She, she got the text message um, and she comes in, you know, I about, walk about a half mile and she came and picked me up. So then I rest the next day. You know, kind of felt sore, but I rested. I rested um, Wednesday as well. And then uh, Thursday, I think it was Thursday, I went to go run. I literally got two driveways away from my house. And I was like, yeah, no, absolutely not. This, like, this hurt, it, a pain. It wasn't just a discomfort, like a pain. So now I'm thinking, I'm looking at the calendar. I've got 30 days until the marathon. 
I still haven't run anything over 15 miles. You know, I had uh, the, these next few weeks were my long runs, you know, 18, 20. Uh, I was going to try to do 220s if I could. Uh, I'm starting to get a little nervous. So talked to a doctor and he says, you know, yeah, it's, it's more than likely a hip abductor pull. You know, he didn't think it was a tear. Hip abductor pull, I would not run, take anti-inflammatories, rest. Um, now, of course, me, I'm like, man, like, what, what am I going to do? I got this marathon. I need to run. I can't just not run for 30 days and then go out and try to run 26.2. Like, that's going to kill me. Like, that's going to hurt something. Um, I told him, like, well, I kind of gone on, you know, we got a Peloton. I went on the Peloton a couple, you know, two days in a row. He's like, if the Peloton doesn't hurt, go ahead and do that. But if running, if running is any type of, you know, issue, even if you think it's just pretty much healed, he's don't run. So I reached out on Twitter. I got some good advice from some of my crew. But then I'm starting to think, like, I need to, to plan. Like, I need to pivot. Like, and I was pretty down on myself those first couple of days. I was very frustrated. Just, you know, it contributed to a bad mood. And I kind of was, like, taking everything, you know, with a dark rain cloud over me. And then that's when after the first two, first two days, I was like, I'm going to try to go on the Peloton bike and see what happens. And uh, it, was that, it was that morning when I did the run and I got two driveways away. And then I came home, went on the Peloton bike. I was like, let me see how the bike feels. And it felt great. So I kind of realized, like, there are certain times, like, we have to know when to pivot. Like, we can't just give up. Like, I could easily just give up, not run, not work out, just not take care of myself. But I know with this school year, especially, I need to. Like, and I know, like, we see the things on the internet, like, don't just tell me to do self-care. Like, I get it. So many districts just say it because they know they're supposed to say it, but they don't really promote it and encourage it. But it's so true. Like, by, by getting on the bike and doing these 20-minute, 30-minute rides. Yesterday I rode, and then I did a uh, teacher fit workout, you know, afterwards. Like, it's got me back in this positive mindset. It's got me back, you know, with the PMA attitude, like knowing, okay, like maybe I can't run right now. I can't train for this marathon, but I can do this to take care of myself. And by taking care of myself, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. So I reached out to the marathon, uh, yesterday you know i'm running for a charity so if you're a charity runner you cannot defer your entry um with the marathon so i contacted my charity and i've run for this charity this is my sixth time fundraising for them it's been the same charity every time and you know i asked them and they said yeah you actually can defer like you know first first thing they said back was we're extremely sorry to hear that this happened like that sucks and then like yeah you actually can defer you know, you won't need to refundraise. Everything you fundraise this year will carry over. You just would have to pay that um, race entry fee. And you know, we just need to know by October 1st. So it's kind of, if I, I truly feel if I wouldn't have pivoted, got on the Peloton bike, did a teacher fit workout, and found another way to take care of myself, I never would have been in the right mindset to say, okay, what can I do about this race? I would have just sat there and sulked and been down and beat myself up that I couldn't run, thinking like that's the only thing I can do. Like that's the only thing I should be doing. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do though. I don't know yet. 
Um, I actually am recording this reflection. I just got off another uh, 30 minute Peloton ride. Um, felt, felt a little, this was the first time that maybe three days in a row it's having issues. I felt a little, you know, uh, tugging my hamstring. Um, but I did a low impact ride today. Um, just to kind of take a break from the heavy rides I did the last two days. I think, you know, I was going to maybe try to run tomorrow, but I obviously, because of this now, I'm this hamstring pull, I'm like, nope, I'm going to wait some more. Because um, I'm stubborn, I'll try to come back too fast. Um, but I think this reflection is helping me realize, like, yes, I need to pivot. I can't just rush back to what I was doing. I need to take a different approach, a safer approach, a healthier approach. So... That's what I'm gonna do. I've got some time. Today, the day I'm recording this, it's September 11th. And I can figure out, I'm gonna wait a week. I might try to go run next weekend and we'll see. But knowing that, you know what? If I have to bow out of this race, and I would never have thought this if it wasn't for the crew who reached out to me on social media and said, take care of yourself. Don't do the race just to do the race. Take care of yourself. I know that. Yeah, it would hurt, and it's going to hurt come um, come race day if I'm not there at the starting line. But knowing that I'll be ready and even more motivated next year to reclaim what I missed this year. So we'll see. We'll see, crew. Um, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep riding the bike. I'm going to keep doing some teacher fit workouts because I feel like my arm has been looking like some Tyrannosaurus Rex arms lately because all I've been doing is running, not lifting. Not that I had, you know, big muscular arms to begin with, but I'm going to start getting some weights back going and we're going to see, but I'm not going to lie. Since I've had to pivot these last three days and ride the bike and do things, you know, exercise and work out in ways that I haven't been doing. I've been loving it. Like I have this new, it's not this like, not to say that going out to run was like drudgery, but it almost becomes like that routine. Like, okay, here we go. Another run. Like that's why I don't like Josh, how he can do twice. He's done it a hundred days straight running in a row. Like just the monotony. And I know like you adapt like James Lawrence, the iron cowboy, a hundred triathlons in a hundred days back to back. Like it's, and I know it's one of those mental tough challenges and, um, and maybe I need to do one who knows, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to pivot. I'm in a good, clear space right now to figure out what I need to do. But first and foremost, I know I need to take care of myself, especially to be the best leader I can at my campus, to be the best father for my kids, to be the best husband for my wife. And you know, that's where I'm at. I always say, these punk rock reflections are more of just a rant for me. Honestly, these reflections are like therapy for me to get stuff out. I feel so much like just weight now is gone after speaking this. So if you're still tuned in, I appreciate you listening this long. I'm so glad you stayed with me. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to have you watch my journey, I guess, to see what I end up doing. Um, I appreciate all of you. Uh, it would not be the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast if I did not tell you what I've been listening to. And honestly, because I've been doing these Peloton rides, Kendall Tool, she has some of the best playlists, in my opinion, a lot of like 2000s emo punk and stuff like that. So <laughs> I've been listening to like a lot of old good Charlotte and I know I got slack for it yesterday on uh, Twitter. 
but the uh, Young and Hopeless is a catchy album. I don't care what anyone says. I love that record, so I've been listening to that, and I still can't stop listening to the new Time and Pressure record. Phenomenal, just straight hardcore. Love it. Check them out if you haven't. Uh, shameless plug. I dropped a book September 1st, the Educulture Cookbook. We've been holding the number one spot in new releases for teacher and student mentoring. So if you've bought it, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Please uh, share a picture if you've gotten it. I know some of you have. If you've read it, please leave me a review. If you haven't got it, check it out. It's on Amazon, 20 bucks. You can get the Kindle version for 10. It's on Barnes and Nobles. You can get it through Edumatch Publish edumatchpublishing.com we got it on there check it out check out punkrockclassrooms.com for our blogs our podcasts I got poetry we got merch if you follow me on social media you'll see I am an ambassador for athletic brewing check those out you can follow me get a discount get some great uh, non-alcoholic brews for after that workout check out all of the amazing podcasts on the Teach Better Podcast Network super We're super grateful to be a part of such a great community of podcasters and just educators changing the game. All right, that's enough for me. Punk Rock Classrooms, we will see you at the show. I'm going for a walk. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.